All right, so welcome everybody. Uh, we are going to have a podcast today and we have joining us Candace Paris. And Candace is gonna be gracious enough to talk to us a little bit about her history, her background, and also some of the things that we can do during this time of COVID-19 to really accelerate our business. So hi Candace, how are you today? Hi, I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me today. Awesome, well, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself, some fun facts and just, you okay. know, whatever you think is cool. Well, um, I was born and raised in Calgary, uh, Alberta, Canada. So, and I'm the oldest um, sibling of one brother, one sister. But a little known fact was I, I grew up in a, we moved out to a smaller town and from kindergarten to the end of grade six, I just happened to be the only female in all of those grades as I moved up. So I've always grown up with boys. Um, and so that's kind of been something unique. And so I I relate very well, I, I believe in that situation. Um, so I like things like sports. I love baseball, love watching hockey, um, like being outside, um, hiking and biking and things like that. And just kind of being goofy when I'm not serious at work. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So what are some of the nice things you like to do when you go hiking? Are you going up in the mountains? Are you going by the water? Yes, um, I'll do both. So I consider a walk um, going by the water. It's, you know, just there's there's not really much elevation to it. I'm not really getting, unless I'm the speed walking, I'm not really getting my heart rate up. But um, every year um, I do a big girls trip with some friends and it's a two-night stay we actually have to hike into the rocky mountains it's a five-hour hike one way um, we increase our elevation um, dramatically there and then there's a camp that's set up there so we actually end up having a unelectricity kind of but oh there's a God. chef there that cooks for us so by the time we get there we can have a beer and we can have someone cook for us and then we just spend the next two days hiking. So um, I do quite a bit of that. I enjoy it. It forces me to have no cell phone. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Um, you're only in your inner thoughts and you get some physical activity out in the beautiful scenery. That's awesome. Yeah. Sounds like something fun to do. And maybe it is. one day the Appalachian Trail would be another one to try to tackle. Oh, you yes. heard of that one? Yes, I have actually. I've heard Miles. quite good things about. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so with that, tell me now what it is that your role is in the company and also give me a little bit about your background, like where you started your career sure. and, and made your way into this. So uh, my role in the company is North America sales for oil and gas. And really that is covering everything oil and gas from production fields, um, fracturing is the big one that everybody in the company um, is mostly hearing right now. Um, we have developed and offered some friction reducers that help in the application of producing oil or gas in some of these sites. Um, as well in drilling, we have a, an array of our, our polymers can be used as thinners, um, bentonite extenders or we are looking at um, fluid loss additives that are already existing in our portfolio so we're really trying to take what we actually manufacture 
and sell that in value into the industry versus relabeling any products. Oh, okay. And how long have you been with Selenus? Um, I've been with Selenus now four years. Okay. Um, which, you know, in some instances, it, it feels like it was just yesterday because it's such a whirlwind of activity. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I, I do enjoy it. I enjoy the company. I enjoy the pace, mm -hmm. quite frankly. Um, at times it was pretty hectic with all the travel. So right now it's a little bit of a breather. I, I haven't been home this long since I've worked here. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is a really weird feeling and I'm sure my family will say the same. <laughs> <laughs> my partner, he's like, when are you leaving? When can you fly? So <laughs> <laughs> my family's the same way. Right. Um, so I'm sure like everybody else, I outside of working, I'm finding it easier to cook or bake. And so with that comes eating that. So I can't wait to actually <laughs> hit the road <laughs> on that. But um, no, yeah. So I've been doing the oil and gas role for two years now. And um, yeah, I've been in the industry. I've been on the chemical side of the business for 18 years in wow. industry 22. So I, I first went to school in Calgary here at the university and I took process design instrumentation and I really was focused on um, hydrocarbon processing, plant um, field production of oil field wells and, and that design portion of it. The reality was when I got out of school in the mid 90s, it was a lot of AutoCAD sitting behind a computer. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a lot of interaction um, unless finally going to the site after they started construction. And I didn't like that. I, I just I just didn't like it at all. So um, I first applied for a role. I took it. I saw a role at Baker Hughes. It was actually a customer service role. Mm -hmm. And I applied. I, I was a little overqualified, but I applied for it and convinced them to hire me. So then while I was there, I went back to school oh, and, wow. and focused on chemical. Yeah, so Baker Petrolite hired me as customer service. I really got to understand, you know, the manufacturing process and supply chain and operations. And then I went into the field and at the same time as went back to school. And so um, I ended up getting um, my chemical diploma and then um, my business degree and uh, my supply chain degree. So, wow. okay. so I've, I've always kept myself kind of busy in that sense of things, um, but it's led me to where I am now and and I like it. It's the chemical industry is so different, right? You can do so many things. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's one of the things I think everyone seems to to love about this business is that we get to go see a lot of different customers and different facilities one day to the next. Exactly. And it's not I like the fact that not every day is the same. So you never know what's going to happen and it can be fast paced or, you know, you can try to catch up on paperwork. Um, right. That's what I really enjoy about it. And you can set your own schedule. Very, very nice. And yeah, like you said, I my family is about ready for me to leave the house too. <laughs> so so yeah. let's think about 
about COVID and how you said it's really changed the way we live, right? We haven't right. been able to travel. We haven't been able to do a lot of different things. How is that working with your customers? Are they seeing a change? Are you having a downturn, kind of a normalcy? What's going on? Well, so right when COVID started to hit North America, it was the same time there was um, an a geopolitical situation happening with Saudi Arabia and, and Russia really flooding the market um, with increased production. And so we started to see a really negative effect with the shale industry, which is where the fracturing portion of the majority of our revenue in Salinas comes from. And with that as well came a panic and a downgrade in organizations in the cost of oil um, whether it was crude or brent wherever you are in in, in that domain um, one of the things though with covid as well oil field was different because you're already had you're stuck on these sites these well pads are producing um, there's limited exposure because you're in the middle of nowhere typically um, so they kept going and, and, and working in those segments until it got to a point and, and they're still working right now, but they wouldn't allow new opportunities to to assess new products. Mm -hmm. So that hindered us only a tiny bit in the sense we had um, opportunities with prospects to do field trials, which they have been delayed and they're starting to pick that back up here in June. Mm -hmm. And so what? We'll, we just saw that little bit of delay. Um, but otherwise with COVID, my approach has really been with existing customers, I just checked in with them. You know, we're all in this together. We're all facing this crazy time. So, you know, I just wanted to see how they were doing mentally, mm -hmm. how um, I could help them, you know, just, just to talk to. All of them, a lot of them are working from home. Um, they're having, especially on the oil and gas front of it, you know, because of COVID and the Saudi Arabia, Russia thing, there was mass layoffs. A lot of them had 20 to 30% um, rifting happening in their organizations. Mm -hmm. So that caused the ones that I still knew that were there, they were doing double or triple the work. Wow, okay. So I really tried to offer relief and just a listening ear in that way with um, new prospects. I've really taken advantage of this time because I've played on their um, emotional capacity in the sense that these are unforeseen times. We mm -hmm. need to really look at our bottom line. Everybody's trying to right now um, show their worth within their organization. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, let me give you an opportunity to showcase what we can provide as value, whether it's services, products, um, new chemistries to develop with you that you then allow can take to your management and president to really help grab market share for your industry. And that's really captured a lot of people's attention, just the way I've, I guess, used um, that those sentences and to truly try to offer solutions. So. Mm -hmm. They take it as a caring approach. That's actually really good. I mean, you you think about this time, and, and like you said, everyone's at home, everyone's doing different things, and some of them are really being affected. Um, and just having that personal touch point, if you would, that I think that's really important. Um, yeah. And go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and one of the biggest things, you know, when this first started to happen, one of my customers immediately had to work from home, existing customer, and 
they have three little girls and the girls were literally, you know, as kids are kids, you know, they're six and I think seven and four interrupting. And right. I relate this because I'm sure most people have seen the Jimmy Fallon, you know, mm-hmm. video Snapchat. Well, that's exactly what was happening. And so instead of trying to be so business like, you know, I gave five minutes attention to the kids that it, he actually was like, oh, thank you. And, and he was embarrassed, you know, and I'm like, gosh, don't worry. You know, it's completely fine. And, right. you know, so. I think when we try to just play and listen a little bit more that way and not be so structured to work, Mm -hmm. it it goes a long way. And have you done these calls like by video chat or is it more just a phone call? Um, I've done both. I've done both. I um, have set up where, you know, if if there's a familiarity and they like, you know, are okay with, they're like, oh, Candace, my wife's going to be in the background Uh or my husband, I'm like, I don't care. Go ahead. I've actually as well, though, um, started doing two weeks ago. Yeah, just at the beginning of May. I actually started having Cocktail Friday with customers. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so and, and it started because the customer started it. He's like, I've had a bad day. Um, I hope you don't mind we started videoing and I could see that there happened to be a beverage in the background that wasn't coffee. So, um, he's like, I need this. And I'm like, he's like, you make me feel better. Will you join me? And I was like, sure. Okay. So then, yeah, like around, you know, three, four o'clock, you know, when I'm still having there. Yeah. And so it just allows them to relax a bit and Right. I don't know, it seems to be going well, so we'll see. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea, though, to really just make it, you know, about the fun aspect, especially right now. Everyone is so stressed and so lost in what's going on. I think it's really nice to be able to have that human the human component of it. Well, that would be great. Yeah, and the other thing I had, I did do, and I've been doing it um, every month right now, so I did it in March, April, and I actually already sent them out Wednesday, but I try to do every month. I'll send an email to all my contacts and my mm-hmm. customers and prospects and nothing related to work. Just, I'm just checking in with you. I just want to see how you're doing and how mm-hmm. and I'm here. If you need anything, I'll leave it at that, you know, simple two liner and it, I'm getting a lot of responses. Just oh. thank you for thinking of me. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so yeah. that's just, those are the things that I do that seem to make a difference and allow me to build that relationship when I'm not there in person. Right, absolutely. And I think that's very important because I think we've lost that. You know, we we're so reliant on text or calls or anything else that we forget about that personal touch. A little right. email or even a handwritten note at times yes. is something that makes a big impact. I think Brad was talking about that earlier. So it's it's one of those things we forget to do. Um, the other thing might be you can even record yourself, you know, blogging or talking to them, do a little newsletter of, hey, I'm just thinking about you and having my margarita. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea, actually. I should, that would be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So based on the fact that, you know, our reps are going to have to deal with some differences in the way we make sales calls, what would be a good opening, like an elevator pitch that you might use if you're using for a new prospect um, that you would introduce yourself and introduce the company? How would you do that? Well, I I think that whenever I do cold calling, um, I start off by, again, putting 100% the focus on whoever the individual is. So Mm -hmm. really 
pre do prep work, figure out who you're trying to focus. And if you don't have that direct contact initially and you need to get that person, chances are you're getting the receptionist or you're getting someone in supply chain that really isn't the decision maker, mm -hmm. right? And so, I, again, I really focus on the human element. Um, I, I talk about what's going on in the world right now. So obviously this is COVID, these are challenging times. Like, how are you handling it? How's your organization? Where are you working from? Because that allows me to understand, okay, if they're, everybody's working from home, but in a lot of instance over this entire time span, I actually have a lot of customers that immediately put their R&D staff on a week in the lab, a week at home. Mm -hmm. And so that delayed my projects. So knowing all of this information, I then, you know, say, look, it's important to we as individually recognize our worth and what value we can bring to our organization at this time. Mm -hmm. Even if you guys are set in a contract right now, I'm sure it, you know, bestows upon the organization to really make sure that they're doing their due diligence and looking at other organizations. You know, Selenis brings um, specific chemistries to water solutions in multiple industries. We are true manufacturer. I, I, I really emphasize that because there's a difference. People, everybody says they're a manufacturer and, and they're not, right? They just like to use those key words. So really highlighting that we are a basic manufacturer in the raw materials allows us to differentiate from everybody else out there. And then, you know, we want to help drive those projects that you have that perhaps you haven't thought about in a while, but now due to these unprecedented times, we really need to focus on and build initiatives through capturing value. So right. would you be interested in having setting up a five, 10 minute phone call with me where I can give you some of my ideas based on the data that I have and homework mm -hmm. I've done into your organization. And then you can validate if those are something that would be great to bring to upper management. So it, I'm doing all the homework. That is the key. Because a lot of times sellers go into organizations trying to sell and they want them to give them all the information and do all the work. And that's not how you're going to get a sale. It really isn't. They, we need to do the work. Right. That background, you have to really do your homework and understand who you're talking to and and what their language is. I think Absolutely. That's the other part of it. Mm -hmm. And and I and I think you have to, you know, I I feel women are really good at this part of it, and you know, men definitely um, are. Some are good at it. Some need to learn. But really, your senses, right? Listen to the tone. Um, you can tell if somebody's truly listening to you or if there's background noises on a phone call. You can tell in the tone of their voice if they're really interested further or, you know, their body language through the phone is is not, you know, conducive to what you want to do. So you can really pick up whether what time of day or not to call. Um, so I, I try to pick up on those elements and really how to keep them engaged. And, and then I pick up as well on, okay, should I shorten the call or I can talk longer because I feel like I've got more of their attention. So, and then thank them to, you know, be as sweet as pie. Thank them continuously for just the five minutes or two minutes that they gave me and, you know, find out when a good time is to call again. And I'd, it's worked for me 
99% of the time. I mean, I've had some difficult calls, but I also recognize as I'm older and experienced in this is that those people were never going to give me the time. Those ones that you don't get. So, and that's fine. That's okay. But there's always going to be somebody in the organization that'll listen. The perils of working at home. Can you hear the lawnmower in the background? My no. son is outside cutting the grass. <laughs> no, I don't hear it. That's fine. Oh, good. It just sounds like there's a prop playing outside. Oh, gosh. No. Oh, my goodness. Well, good. Well, so, okay, that's great advice for somebody who's, you know, trying to break in. And I think, you know, you said, you know, it's, it's hard to read over the phone, but think about it. If we could use the video chat, that's pretty awesome to be able to see the person, whether they're engaged, as opposed to talking to somebody on the phone and not really knowing where they are. So that's right, good. Exactly. That's good. So in closing, I just want to ask you some of the best advice you have ever had that you then would like to carry forward, like some nuggets of wisdom. Yes, um, I think, you know, I've had a lot of great mentors and one of the things they they always offered encouragement and um, I really like they listened. So uh, as a mentor to listen to the mentee, uh, I mean, is and, and ask for b feedback. I'm very um, conscious of asking everybody for feedback on what I can do to improve. Um, I've also videotaped myself. My, my mentors early on told me to videotape myself back and when I had a cassette tape of, to record yourself, right? And then video record with the video or camera. Um, I caught a lot of nuances that I never realized I had done. So right. that was important for me. Um, but they, they told me like the three P's, which was prepare, present properly and be patient. Um, and a patience in letting the person have enough time that you're presenting to, to absorb the information you've shared, give them time to, you know, go back to their team, decide what the next steps are. A lot of times we want an immediate answer, at least, you know, I used to when I was younger, like I need to leave this, I'm not successful if I don't get a yes out of this meeting immediately, right. but that's, that's not reality. And so having that patience to understand when I'm coming on too strong or I need to pull back a bit. Um, but yeah, I, to this day, actually, I still have four mentors. I used to have a lot more. I'd like to have multiple um, to get different perspectives. Um, and right. it, it, it works. And sometimes you just, you need somebody in your industry um, just to listen sometimes because you can go home and speak to your spouses and they're either biased or they really, you know, it's in, in one ear out the other. Right. <laughs> so you want somebody that's empathetic with what you've, what you've gone through and can give you constructive criticism. Great. Yeah, no. And I know we had talked about mentors in the past and it's about taking that initiative and asking people to help you out, you know, be yes. your board of directors, if you will. Absolutely. And I think that we need to look in other spots. So initially my mentors were immediate managers when I wanted to move up. Um, another manager who initially helped me get into my roles at Baker Petrolite, my first account manager role, um, and helped me progress within the organization. He was in a completely different division, but he could see um, my perseverance and determination and going to school and working and he really wanted to see me do something and so finding those people 
it, it is really key to to success. I don't think it's a gender specific. Um, I, I definitely want to emphasize that. I think that you know any females that come into industry, it's they're always male dominated industries, right? That's just how right. the generations have been. So women do need male mentors as well as men need, you know, to have that female mentorship, you know, to help with those soft skills that perhaps they may not have. Absolutely. I mean, just mentioning, like you said, the patience, the perseverance and the presentation. I mean, that whole aspect of it is something that, you know, we have to teach everybody. It doesn't matter gender wise. It's everyone who needs to understand those things. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I well, agree. Candace, I really, really appreciate you joining me today and um, just want to thank you and wish you the best of luck. Stay safe out there with everything that's going on with COVID. Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed it and I appreciate this time. I, You're getting the oh natural right now, but <laughs> hey, this is, <laughs> these are the times. <laughs> right, it's the sign of the times. I know we're, we're looking a little gruff there. <laughs> I know. I My hairdresser is going to be my best friend soon. <laughs> so, no, I really appreciate it. This is a good forum. So. No, and I appreciate you coming on and talking to me. And I just want to wish everybody who's listening a very safe journey wherever they are. Be careful out there. Take your precautions. Do your social distancing and, and reach out to people, you know, because everyone. Absolutely. Definitely. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.